Welcome to the Conscious Leadership Club podcast, where we explore the intersection between Buddhist psychology, modern science and leadership. My name is Tim and this is the topic I'm currently studying at the University of Oxford and I'm excited to share my learnings with you. Hello and welcome back to another episode. I'm happy you're here. And today I want to clarify what I mean when I talk about Buddhist psychology and why the early teachings of the Buddha are different from Buddhism as a religion, as most of us understand it today. So let's begin by repeating the disclaimer, which I um, already mentioned in the previous episodes. And this is when I talk about Buddhist psychology in this podcast in general, I am referring to the early teachings of the Buddha, which explore the nature of our mind and are rooted in empirical evidence, meaning it's something we can experience or observe. And don't rely on metaphysical concepts like reincarnation, which on the other hand require a rigid belief as we know it from religious contexts. So no need to believe anything what I say blindly, because all claims can be tested in the laboratory of your own life. And in fact, my goal is to encourage you to just do that. But let's begin by talking about what the role of Buddhism has to play in all of this. And I think the wisdom of the Buddha is currently stuck within the religion of Buddhism. And I explain uh, what I mean by that. So even in the West, where scientists and Buddhist contemplatives now collaborate in studying the effects of meditation on the brain, Buddhism still kind of feels like an insider thing and, and not so tangible. And people often say Buddhism isn't really a religion, but rather a philosophy. And I would agree, but let's be honest, most Buddhists treat it like a religion and with all the usual rituals and, and faith-based faith -based beliefs. So for anyone not into Buddhism, it's just another religion. And most likely, they are quite certain that it's the wrong religion. So whenever we chat about Buddhism, it inevitably parts the false sense of the Buddha's teaching to others. And if we maintain a discourse as Buddhists, I think we're missing a chance to share the Buddha's insights, which are insights of the nature of our mind, with the wider world. And especially now in the 21st century, I think this becomes more and more important. And, you know, it's pretty interesting how you can totally embrace the Buddha's teachings and maybe even become a deep Buddhist thinker, if that's something you aspire, or, or even reach that enlightened Buddha state, all without having to believe anything blindly. And that's not something you can say about most faith-based religions. So in many aspects, Buddhism got a lot in common with science. And it's like, it's actually like starting with a, uh, with a hypo hypothesis. So if you use your attention in a prescribed way, which is meditation, and engage in or avoid certain behaviors, which is the ethical part, you will bear the promised results of wisdom and psychological well-being. So Buddhism really embraces this experimental approach, which I think is pretty unique. So if we leave aside the religious bits of Buddhism, which can't be tested and observed in our own experience, its methodology could be a huge help in our quest to understand the nature of our mind 
and emotions more scientifically. And it's like Buddhism could be this amazing tool for exploring our inner world. Just like we use science to explore the world around us, we could use Buddhism to explore our inner world. We just need to avoid the religious, faith-based aspect of it, which, again, can't be tested in our own experience, like the concept of rebirth, for example. And this is precisely what I'm trying to pursue with this podcast. To look at this ancient wisdom, which can be referred to as the teachings of the Buddha or an even better word um, I prefer to use is Buddhist psychology and look at it through the lens of modern science, which essentially gives us a contemplative science. And I will come back to this term in a second, but first let's explore the problem around religion and why I think we should rather focus on what we can experience and observe. So the big issue with religion is how it splits the world into different groups. It separates. And these splits have caused a ton of conflicts and violence. And yeah, take for example the fights in, in Gaza or in Palestine, Jews versus Muslims, in Northern Ireland, the Protestant versus the Catholics, and many other places. It's been a mess with millions of millions of lives lost. And why is religion such a big trigger for violence? I think it's because we're, people really, really dig into their differences. Religion is something where it's often, they're often thinking about eternal, eternal stakes, like heaven or hell, good or bad. So if you believe super strongly in your version of religion, anyone who disagrees can seem like a real threat. And one weird thing about religion is that it often doesn't have to back up its belief with solid evidence. But these beliefs are super powerful and they're influencing what people live for and die for and sadly sometimes even what they kill for. And it becomes pretty obvious how this can lead to some pretty harsh us versus them situations. And I believe the big challenge we are facing is how to talk about our deepest personal concerns what religion does, for example, like ethics, like spirituality and human suffering, but without losing our grip on reason. And I think it seems very unlikely that we will fix these deep divides in our society, in our world, by just having more interfaith chats. We've been trying to avoid stepping on toes in these discussions on religion, but it doesn't really solve the root problem. We need to move beyond just tolerating faith-based dogmas if we want to avoid religious wars in the future. And it's about getting past these towards a more engaged and enlightened discourse. And what the world really needs, I think, is a way to make people see all of humanity as one big family, morally speaking. And we've got to figure out how to chat about these deep personal concerns, about life, about dreams, about ethics, about spirituality, without getting... Yeah, tangled up in, in, in religious dogma or any kind of cultural biases. And this is where we need a contemplative science, which is a modern way to dive deep into what makes us mentally and emotionally tick. And the thing is, we're not going to get there by spreading any specific type of Buddhism from a religious aspect. So if Buddhist methods like mindfulness and ethical living reveal truth about our minds and 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 the reality, these truths aren't just Buddhist. I would say they're universal. So 
serious meditators, they get this, but many, many Buddhists might not. And that can muddle the message for others. And again, make it harder to connect with Buddhism or rather the Buddhist psychology behind it. And a good example for this is how we don't talk about Christian physics or Muslim algebra, even though these fields were developed in those cultural contexts. So if we truly understand these subjects, we know that they've gone way beyond their religious roots. And the same goes for mindfulness. Once we get a scientific handle on it, it'll be way bigger than just Buddhism. And another thing is our understanding of what it means to be human is, is, is still evolving every day. Culture, biology, technology, it's all changing. And regardless of what the future holds, we will always care about what makes us happy or miserable. So we're, we're still figuring out all the factors that play into this. But one thing I think is pretty clear. The old religious views like the God of Abraham, they don't, they don't really cut it anymore. So there's so much more to learn about our mind and especially about transforming it from a, a source of negative emotions into a beacon of wisdom and compassion. And this is where we can learn a ton from Buddhist psychology. And this is because Buddhist psychology dives deep into the nature of our mind. It looks at how our thoughts, emotions and behaviors are interconnected and how mindfulness and meditation can help us develop a deeper understanding of ourselves and others, leading to greater emotional well-being and reduced suffering. And I think Buddhists are in a great position to help with this, but they, as well as all non-Buddhists, need to move beyond the traditional boundaries of Buddhism as a religion to make a real impact. So this is it, and I hope with Today's episode, I was able to express that the early teachings of the Buddha, and especially the psychology behind it, are applicable to anyone, regardless of their religious belief. And understanding and exploring the nature of our mind and how it creates suffering as well as well-being is a concern to all of us. And if you don't identify as a Buddhist, there is no need to concern yourself with adopting any untestable beliefs. The wisdom shared in this podcast, or hopefully shared, isn't about blind faith, and it rather encourages a very practical approach. So everything is open to examination in the laboratory of your own life. And that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and hopefully speak to you soon.